0: Good afternoon and happy Thursday, everybody. Thank you for tuning in to another episode of Back to the Theatre Reviews. Uh hate to uh break it to you that there is no throwback Thursday again this week. It was just because um I had fallen with the toothache this past Monday and just have been on pain meds ever since. But uh steadily feeling better. So I decided to do a little impromptu episode in to make up for it and This episode really is just for everybody that doesn't quite know which movies are releasing for the remaining of fall 2019. I know there's a lot of obvious choices that are coming out and releases that people are looking forward to, but I just wanted to do something a little bit different this time and generate my top 10 remaining um, releases for 2019 that are scheduled to come out in the fall. So with this list, I'm just going to be counting down 10 releases that I think are very worthy of discussion and some of these releases you might not even know about so i just wanted to bring them to attention and with that being said here we go so kicking off at number 10 i have frozen 2 now frozen 2 is the obvious sequel to 2013's monster hit frozen and this time around it does take place where elsa has to confront a bigger threat coming to uh, i believe it was arendelle if I'm wrong in that town, uh, <laughs> do kindly forgive me, but I'm pretty sure it's Arendelle. And, you know, it's it's the way a sequel is. Obviously, there's a bigger threat than the first one, and it's all about how she's going to, once again, find her powers, make sure how to use them. And I wasn't the biggest Frozen fan. I thought it was just like a good movie, but nothing more. Uh, but that's not to say that, of course, I'm going to be a little bit excited for this movie, and we'll see how it all goes. It should make a billion dollars again at the box office so that's going to be another win for disney now coming in at number nine i have 21 bridges which uh, stars chadwick boseman and is directed by the russo brothers if those names do sound a little bit familiar the russo brothers did direct both of the last avengers and as well as uh, captain america the winter soldier and civil war and this time, Chadwick Bozeman uh, plays an NYPD detective that has to track down two cop killers. And it just looks like a classic um, cat and mouse story. I'm mainly excited for it just because it's going to be nice to see the Russo brothers and Bozeman in a project other than the MCU. So I'm, I'm really up for it. It should be a nice little sleeper for the fall. Hopefully it turns out good. Now, number eight, I have Dr. Sleep. This one, it's been coming close and close on my radar just because it has Ewan McGregor in it. But for those of you that don't know, it actually is a sequel to The Shining. It stands as both like a sequel and a standalone. And basically it follows, I think his name is Evan Torrance. He was the kid that was, in, or Dan Torrance, I'm sorry. He was the kid that in the first movie was haunted by everything going on in The Shining and obviously it took an effect on him and it's going to be really cool to see how Ewan McGregor uh, discovers that just because I'm a huge fan of him obviously coming from the Star Wars films so Dr. Sleep coming in at number 8. Now coming in at number 7 I have Zombieland 2 and the first one came out about 10 years ago and it was very well done I really liked the uh, the creativity behind it And then it went kind of M.I.A. after a supposed sequel was pitched and it's one of those sequels where I'm not necessarily saying that we didn't ask for it, but I honestly don't mind it either. I'm kind of curious to see how it picks up from the first movie, especially given how um, Abigail Breslin did kind of age a bit, uh, considering that the others uh, did not. But Nonetheless, I'm I'm still excited for this movie just to see again where it takes in the Zombieland world. And regardless of whether it's good or not, it's just going to be nice to see all the characters back on the big screen. So there's your number 7 pig, Zombieland 2. Coming in at number 6, I have Ford v Ferrari. Now Ford v Ferrari, I've been seeing the trailers more and more and genuinely my excitement has been coming through the roof for this movie. First of all, it's directed by James Mangold, who did walk the line with Joaquin Phoenix and Logan with Hugh Jackman. And it stars Christian Bale and Matt Damon, basically, where Matt Damon's character has to create a car that is going to go against a Ferrari in Germany, I believe. It's It's one of the biggest races of the year in Germany, and he hires Christian Bale to be his driver. And together, they're trying to make a car again that is trying to beat a Ferrari within a 90-day span. And I know some people may think that it sounds like a lame pitch, but until you watch the trailers and see how beautifully shot the race sequences are, but also the performance that Christian Bale is about to give, it looks like it's going to be a very sleeper movie. I hope that it gets a little bit of Oscar buzz. I think that Christian Bale can actually win a... Well, not win but nab a Best Actor nomination, along with Matt Damon taking home at least a uh, Best Supporting Actor. But I'm very excited just because of the team behind it, and it looks like a good little underdog story. So there you go. Number six, Ford v. Ferrari. Now, as we wrap up the top five, coming in at number five, we have Star Wars The Rise of Skywalker. Now, I know what you guys are thinking. Star Wars at number five and not at number one. Well the thing is, is that times have obviously changed even though I am a big Star Wars fan I I am not gonna avoid the fact that Disney has been kind of slacking a little bit as far as quality goes in the Star Wars films I mean I'm not gonna lie I did like Last Jedi a little bit when it first came out but the more and more that I watch it the more and more that I dislike it just a little bit more and then when you have Solo a Star Wars story to follow up with that It's not necessarily the best track for Disney right now, but I'm hoping they could prove me wrong, to be honest, just because episode 9 is the conclusion. This is it. This is what it's all been leading up to, and I hope they could pull it off, especially with J.J. behind the camera. And hopefully they create a pretty great story because, not gonna lie, I think the whole bringing back Emperor Palpatine deal... It's mainly for fan service, unfortunately. I hope they have a decent story for that because it feels like they just sat down one day and they were like, you know what? We're in the hot seat right now. What can we possibly do? I have a great idea, Bob. Why don't we bring back a character that died two movies ago and make him the center because, you know, Snoke is dead. Excellent idea. Boom. Let's make it happen. So I hope they prove me wrong, to be honest, just because, like I said, I am a big Star Wars fan. So we'll see. I'm still going to be in that seat regardless. So there you go. Star Wars The Rise of Skywalker, number five. Now, coming in at number four, I have a little film by Amazon called Honey Boy taking this spot. And this story is inspiration of I guess Shia LaBeouf's childhood because Shia LaBeouf is in this movie and he portrays a character that has inspiration from his father where growing up maybe he wasn't the best role model but it essentially follows a child going through the process of being an actor from a young uh, age and then going about his life after with his father behind him and After Peanut Butter Falcon this year. I'm telling you. This might be the year for Shia LaBeouf. uh, To come back. He looks great in this movie. And it's been getting a lot of buzz from various festivals. And I'm really excited. I'm really excited to see him knock it out of the park once again. And Honey Boy. Number 4. Alrighty. Now as we come down to the top 3. It was a bit of a battle with number 2 and 3. These two movies have honestly just been back and forth back and forth but ultimately i made my decision and i stand by it so with number three we have knives out by ryan johnson now knives out basically it's like a modern day clue meets a murder on the orient express and basically it deals with a family getting together for a family member's birthday however that said family member actually gets murdered. So there's an attorney and detective um, coming in to work the case, and they're trying to figure out who murdered this family member, but this cast that is assembled by Ryan Johnson, it looks like it's gonna knock it out of the park. And I know it's weird to be excited for a Ryan Johnson movie, given what I said about Last Jedi, but I think he's a lot better of a director when he's more focused on movies delivered by him. And I mean like Brick and Looper. I think he's a lot better when he's independent rather than attached to a franchise. So I think he's going to deliver a film that's going to be very, very creative. But also funny. And I feel like there's going to be a good amount of plot twists in this movie too. So Knives Out, number three. Now coming in at number two, like I was saying, two and three was a huge... Uh, decision to make, but ultimately I stand by it, and that's Jojo Rabbit, directed by Taika Waititi. If that name does sound familiar, Taika Waititi did do Thor Ragnarok, and basically Jojo Rabbit takes place in Nazi Germany, where a kid named Jojo, he is growing up to be a Nazi, and his imaginary best friend is Adolf Hitler. But then he figures out that his mom has been hiding a Jew in their house. And he feels a little conflicted. He's not sure what entirely to do. And that's that's what I love about this concept, first of all, is that it takes place in Nazi Germany, and you would think that maybe all kids would ease into going into Hitler's morals, but no, it's very realistic. We're not sure how they probably acted, and It's going to be interesting to see the challenges that a child growing up in Nazi Germany takes place. And Taika Waititi, I mean, come on, him as Hitler? (laughs) It looks amazing. It looks absolutely amazing. It looks like he's going to deliver a performance that's going to be very funny. And remember, this is a satire, so of course it's not meant to be taken seriously. It's been getting a lot of buzz from certain festivals and even won the highest um, award at uh, Toronto International Film Festival. So, definitely gonna get some Oscar buzz, no doubt. Now, number one. This movie has been on top of the top spot pedestal for like weeks. Like, when I was compiling this list, there was no way that this movie was gonna be anything but number one. And if you wanna do a quick little drum roll for me while you're listening to this, number one of the anticipated movies left in the year is Todd Phillips Joker. Now when you have Joaquin Phoenix betraying the Clown Prince of uh, Crime, but it's not necessarily a comic book origin, I'm sold. I'm completely sold just in the fact that they're using the title of Joker but it's not entirely based on a DC Comics narrative it's just the tragic story of a man who is just beaten down by society and loses his mind and all the people are there for the ride and walking phoenix i mean what can you say about the guy he looks like he's going to deliver a performance for the ages he lost 15 i think 15 or 50 pounds for this role but you could just see the dedication that this man put and he's going to do an all-new take on this joker character enough with the comparisons of Jack Nicholson, Heath Ledger, uh, Jared Leto. They they all need to stand on their own. They're not trying to replicate anybody, but Joaquin Phoenix looks like he's going to deliver a performance that is going to just blow us away. And I'm all for dark stories. I'm all for tragedies. So yeah, number one, Uh, Top anticipated movie of the year goes to Joker, and it only comes out in a couple weeks, so I'm very excited. Well, alright, ladies and gentlemen, there goes my list of the top 10 most anticipated movies left to release in 2019. I'd love to hear your thoughts down below on our Instagram post, and as always, don't forget to uh, follow and subscribe to our podcast at Back to the Theater Reviews on Spotify, Instagram, and Apple Podcasts. Uh, Thank you for tuning in to another episode of Back to Theater Reviews, and this is me signing off.